Welcome to the Four Wards Podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Eric Bra, voice of Draven, Jerks, and Velkaz. And you're listening to the Four Wards Podcast, here to help you move forward and lead. Welcome to episode 419 of the Four Wards Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, I'm Jack Soman, and I've got with me three other wards to help you move forward in League of Legends. The ever-present Crush You is here. Hey, I'm now officially a competitive League of Legends player. Hooray. No, competitive, <laughs> oh. not professional. I haven't been paid yet. Yes. <laughs> Important distinction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, equally ever-present, it is our resident artist, Slushy Otter. Ah! I got the big call for bottom surgery. I'm so excited! Hell yeah. All right, we've also got Free Shooter here. I think that means I am a professional League of Legends player, because I have technically been paid for a playing oh, on a man. team before. Yeah. Oh yeah, I- me too. Fuck! If we're doing that qualification, I'm technically a professional t- uh, Team Fortress 2 player. I've been I've been paid for playing on a TF2 <laughs> team before. I'm a I professional mean, Yu-Gi-Oh player. Does that count? Yeah, does, absolutely. D- does making money from Twitch streaming count? <laughs> True. Shit. Uh, I don't then, think so. Yeah, I'm a I'm a professional a lot of games. <laughs> That's why All I think right. it doesn't count. Guys, one thing we are definitely not professional at <laughs> is podcasting. <laughs> Listen to this shit. You guys what get the paid? hell is wrong with us? <laughs> All right, guys, we are part of the Trinity Force Network, though. If you head on over to trinityforcenetwork.com, you'll find links to all of our past episodes and all of the other shows on the network. You'll also find the link to our Discord. Come join the Discord. Come hang out. Come play games. It is a great time. Now, if for some reason you want to support this shit show, head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash tforcenetwork. $5 will get you first dibs on any planned tournaments. You'll get an email ahead of everyone else with information on how to sign up. And we do stream on Twitch. I can be found at twitch.tv slash jacksoman. Crush can be found at twitch.tv slash crushyou. Free Shooter can be found at twitch.tv slash freeeshooter. That's right, there are three E's in free. And Slushy can be found at twitch.tv slash slushyotter and on TikTok at slushyotter. Last but not least, listeners, you're getting away with it this week because you guys were good two weeks ago and sent a lot of questions, but we did not get a single new question this week. As a matter of fact, the only email we got this week to the Four Wards email inbox was a spam email trying to uh, convince us to donate money to... Uh, <laughs> Love that. Literally, it's like, my name is, and then some, like, gibberish name. I'm from Kuwait, but I live here in England. And it just goes on from there. Okay. Somehow this stuff works on old people. I will not understand old people. I almost got caught up by one uh, over the phone earlier this week, because they got me as, like, the, the phone call was what woke me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. you were still like I was still very, very up. asleep, but um, they said a couple things that kind of snapped me back awake, and then I tested the water on a couple other things just to see like, okay, what do they have? 
What do they have access to? Okay, this isn't my bank calling. I had one of those recently, but I was like alert enough to say, okay, I'm going to hang up and call you guys back because in those situations, that's what you should always do. Yeah, and, and that's if, what I did. And if it's actually your bank, they will go along with you and say, okay, here's your case number. Call the number on the back of your card. So, right. Yep. Yep. Real life trinket tip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I the, the thing that like woke me up to it, they're like, what's the name on the account? And I gave my full name. And they're like, wait, what's the middle name? And I'm like, wait, my middle name is on that account. If they had access to it, they could see it. Yep. yep. So. Just be careful, guys. The one we got was not in any not way, well shape, or form convincing, but <laughs> convincing ones are out listeners, there. send us fucking questions to forewards at trinityforcepodcast.com so I can talk about those instead of talking about scammers. And, and <laughs> include in your email what you think we should do for their personas. It's species, hair styles, coloration. Give it all to me. Let, let's hear them. Sure. Listeners, send that shit in too. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That needs to be an anecdote at the bottom of every question from now on. Sure. Unless she just wants people to talk to her. It's all, it's all it says. Fuck, <laughs> I'm I mean, lonely. Tw- Twitch.tv slash slushy hotter. She streams what? Three to four days a week? Uh, four to five usually, yeah. <clears throat> there you go. All right. Again, listeners, forwards at trinityforcepodcast.com. Seriously, stop making me chew you guys out. Send some fucking questions. <laughs> it's like just gonna get more and more aggressive yeah <laughs> you guys are messing with the bull you should know what that means you play league uh... all right all right we have two topics tonight our first topic was actually suggested by a former member of this podcast thank you kanga drew for the suggestion uh we are going to talk about recommended items um we want to talk about how fucked up the in-game recommended items are and also how wrong some champions recommended items on stat sites are and why um and how to identify when a build may not be optimal and deviate so i want to start with the why um stat sites in particular are going to be the most egregious for this people are still building items from the previous season Yep. Whether or not those builds are still correct on that champion. You are going to see a lot of people just mindlessly building Rocket Belt first because they used to build Rocket Belt. They are mindlessly building Ludens because they used to build Ludens. They're mindlessly building whatever. It may or may not be correct still. Sometimes it is. To be clear. Sometimes it's still the right choice. But you're also going to see people, for example... Uh, playing Malzahar and building Leandris first. Yeah, I see that a lot on a lot of champions that used to build Leandris. Leandris isn't a rush item anymore unless you at the very least get Lost Chapter first. It is a rush item on certain mana-less mages. It is not a rush item for anyone who was rushing it before. Yeah, and those champions were not rushing it before because it had mana. They were rushing Demonic Embrace. The people who were first iteming Demonic are now first iteming Leandris, basically. 
Um, so that's like a, a blatant example. You will see a lot of Leandres on, again, Malzahar is one of the more egregious examples. Uh, Brand is another one. It's still a good item on them, but not a first item. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes things like op.gg or lolalytics, those kinds of things can sometimes be self-fulfilling prophecies of these are what people are building because people didn't adapt to the changes. Therefore, these are what stat sites are showing. Therefore, when people look up what builds they should do, they see these wrong builds and continue to build them. So, do we have any suggestions for our listeners who probably do not understand the intricacies of the item system the way we do on how to identify when they might be in a situation like this? Because other champions, like, the recommended items are still fine. The best option I have after a big patch like this, there will be content creators all over it. Mm -hmm. So go look up a specific guide. Include the patch number. Go look up a specific guide and it'll tell you what items they think are good and why. It might not be perfect, but it'll probably be better than the recommended items or whatever is being recommended by op.gg or u.gg or lolalytics, whatever else you're using. Yep. So I, I would say the, the, the easiest like telltale sign of when a build is now just wrong is when an item has changed identity. That's why the Leandres is a really good example, because Leandres changed identity. Um, off the top of my head, uh, a great example of this in the past was when Iceborne Gauntlet used to have mana. It used to be an Ezreal item. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, even to this day, we still see Ezreal's building Iceborne Gauntlet. Once upon a time, it, so it was much. good. It's still his fifth most common first build item. First yeah. bit. Oh my god. Yeah. When I say fifth, fifth most, guess... most common. Now, like that sounds like a lot, but also that's the like statistics <coughs> bias of 99% of Ezreal's are building Essence Reaver or Trinity okay. first item. And I mean that as right. like the sample size for those two items first is 700,000. Iceborne Gauntlet first is 1,500, but, okay. but it is still technically fifth in line most. And that's actually <laughs> something I wanted to touch on when that using these absurd. sites, because these sites still can be a good resource. You just have to look a little bit deeper into the numbers to try and figure out why. Like something, um, I'm going to use Lowalytics as the example, because that's the site I use. Um, and I like the numbers they give of like, you know, you can tailor to like Emerald Plus or whatever, what exact patch. But anyway, uh, they give like actual numbers of like, hey, how many games this item was built in in this slot. And you can also sort of see the paradox of like, you know, oh, Sherelda's third has a 55% win rate on Ezreal. But that's because if you're getting to th three items at that point it's more likely you're going to win because it's like yeah. remember typically when you win games you have more items than your opponents so yep. like late mm -hmm. game builds like fourth fifth sixth items skew more positive in their results um yep yeah 
So I actually think Cyrilda is a great example of people still building it on just wrong champions all the time, not just Ezreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've seen more than a couple Yorick's and a couple other top laners where they build no lethality. They do build Cyrilda's, though. Which just doesn't work. It doesn't work. The item scales with lethality now. It is not a generic armor pen slow item anymore. Also, the lethality scaling on it is awful. Like, I don't know if you... Yeah. I, I actually yeah, did the really math bad. on it one game. <laughs> you it's need. bad. You need to be a full six-item lethality champion for it to have as much armor penetration as Lord Doms does. Yep. Like, to get that additional 10%, because it's 20% base, and then you get it basically up to 10% for being, like, full build, maximum amount of lethality. Yep. It's uh, garbage. That item is legit one of the worst items in the game right now. So, it's a little weird. I... I don't play with the item but it's like it, it's it's a really annoying item because it's like if you're an assassin that wants to kill tanks and it's like what are you doing as an assassin trying to kill a tank that's yep. the wrong thing to be doing what are you well, doing the biggest problem is just lord doms always does it better even if you're yeah. not a critical strike based assassin <laughs> yeah like that's the biggest problem with cerildas is so much of the value of it is tied to the slow which is only below half health now right <clears throat> that's not great it's so bad please stop building cerildas in general <laughs> like i do think like there is a like What's the word for it? Not a not a niche, niche case, but there's a there's a argument to be made that if you are going to do something stupid, like full all lethality items, then Sorilda is fine. But that's you're doing something stupid. Why are you doing something stupid? And also, opportunity gives you lethal extra lethality on top for the first couple seconds. So that could be amusing with Sorilda's, but <laughs> I I don't like Sorilda's right now. It's really not very good. They they need to just revert the scaling with lethality portion and just put it at thirty percent. Yep. Just it, it doesn't make sense the way it is now. Though I that's, I, that's not so, the point of this discussion. From from what I can tell, the entire reason as to why they did this is they're trying to make it so that do you want armor pen? Buy Lord Doms. <laughs> you better be a crit marksman or, if you if you're getting armor reminder. pen. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say, I can use Sorelda's as an easy transition to the other half of this topic, which is um, the in-game item rec recommender, which last season I actually found to be pretty damn good. Like, yeah. it kind of lined up a lot with what I wanted to be building anyway. Um, yeah. But here's my example of why it's not good right now. Um, I play a lot of Ezreal. Right now, if you load up a game of Ezreal after you've purchased your first items, the three things it shows on the recommended screen to you. Mana Moon. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Uh, Ionian Boots. Also correct. Generally correct. Sereldas. Why? As your three first item options, those are what it displays. Why? What the fuck? It does not show you Trinity Force. It does not show you Essence Reaver. It might now show you Essence Reaver, but at least last patch, it did not. Jesus yeah, that, that's bad. That's that's 
Why? Yeah, something so. broke with, like, I think it, my, like, totally out of the blue guess, knowing something with, if recommendations were created when the mythic system was in place, something about yeah. removing mythics broke the recommender. And with <laughs> what know? little I know yeah. about how the spaghetti is knotted together, I could absolutely see that being the cause. But whatever it is, the recommender is broken right now. Like, it, they might also just not be showing, because it is supposed to, like, adapt over patches of, like, what people are actually building, which gets into <clears> the <throat> same paradox we talked about with the recommended sites. But it does not seem like it is right now. Are we surprised, though? No. No, it just Disappointed, sucks because, but not yeah. surprised. I actually did think it was good last year. But, yeah. I mean, it was good last year. So, I, I wanted to give a couple other examples I thought of of Go items ahead. that changed identity real quick. Um, the first one that comes to mind is, there are a lot of people who were building Ravenous Hydra who should not be building Ravenous Hydra anymore. Frankly, I think Ezreal is one of them. I built it in the last game uh, in Aram because I wanted the lifesteal and the wave clear. Right, and like those are the reasons to buy it, whereas Ezreal before was just buying it for this is the highest AD and ability haste item I could buy, even regardless yeah. of any other variables. And that was just wrong. And that's no longer the case. Like It's just not as good for that purpose anymore. Because some of the power budget of Ravenous Hydra got moved to the active, which is a melee range active, even if you are playing a ranged character. Yeah, it's kind of booty. Exactly. Like, the, the, the item is weaker unless you can benefit from the active. Yeah. Um, there's a few other examples of stuff like that. Weirdly, its brother, Titanic Hydra, does not have that problem because the auto-reset works just fine on ranged champions. I don't know why there's this distinction. It's weird. Um, did you, can you guys think of any other examples off the top of your head of an item that changed identity that listeners should specifically be looking out for should they still be building this on this champion kind of things? Uh, uh, I see a lot of uh, new experimentation on, on certain yeah. builds that are just bad. Eclipse is a good one, yeah. Eclipse is a good one. It's no longer a lethality item at all. Nope. Uh, Eclipse is, by the way, the item you should be building instead of Ravenous Hydra on Ezreal if you do not need Wave Clear specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That or Shojin. Or both. I'm, I'm frankly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Eclipse, because it does some max percent, max HP percent damage, is generally what you want on Ezreal, but Shojin's yeah. fine too. <clears throat> I would say another one that like didn't super change identities, but it's still different, and it's more like it changed where you build it in your order is Wit's End. Um, um, yeah. With some of the stats, like because they removed uh, AD off of it, right? Um, yes. And added the tenacity. That, that's the big change. And yeah. So it's like I don't think it's so much that that changes the order as champions who were building it as a generic AD attack speed MR item. It's no longer an AD item. It's not good for them. Yeah. No. Uh, generally speaking, you should not take Axiom Mark as your first lethality item. No. Yes. But that was the case in the last even, one. Even on Nocturne, 
it's not the first lethality item. Yeah. The I'll, I think the item recommender tells you to take it as the first lethality item you build, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, also, anyone building AP Malphite, for the love of God, stop building malignants into Morello Nomicon. I've seen it way too many times. That uh, is not the combo. Hear me out. Hear me out. Malignance is correct, though. Yes. Malignance is correct. Yes. Malignance is debatable. It is funny, correct. It's 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 so much ability haste on your button that lets you be a champion. Yeah. And it makes all of the follow-up damage hit harder, and you get the full proc because they're stuck in it. So even though you don't get the penetration on your ult, your single biggest hit, I think it's still just always a better option than Ludens, and you need one of the mana AP Mm. items. I think it's one or the other. I think the math is debatable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like Malignance because if you hit a multi-man knockup, it's quite good. But yes. your second item should be Storm Surge. Yes. Oh, yeah. Stop absolutely. getting Morellos. I have Morellos seen specifically is... those two items, the, the you... fucking Malignance into Morello. And like, what is wrong with you? I thought you wanted I... to kill people. It's specifically, if you are building AP Malphite, I don't care what the recommender tells you. You should be building, I'll, I'll accept Malignance or Ludens. Take your pick. Yep. Into Storm Surge, Shadow Flame, Death Cap. I was playing. It should against... pretty much always be those four items in that order for AP Malphite. Because that is the maximum burst at the different points in the game that you can get on yeah. the targets that you care the most about bursting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like, I was playing against a Malphite. Uh, I think I was Diana, and it was recommending me to take uh, Zonya's. And I was like, I'm dead before I hit the ground. Zonya doesn't do shit. <laughs> So, yeah. took right, a banshees right. instead. I'm gonna, Correct. I'm gonna partially disagree, and I think this is a case of the recommender not taking into account real world conditions. Mm-hmm. In pro play, Zonia's is always the correct choice because they are uh, on land gameplay. They are at <clears> zero <throat> ping, and they can use Zonia's to dodge the malphite combo in its entirety. You playing on fifty to hundred ping with non pro reflexes. Are going to do that maybe 20% of the time. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a much less effective counter item for us than it is for high elo and pro play. So I think the recommender in that case is more not taking so, into account other variables than actually wrong. So that's basically correct because the other thing about Diana with Zonias is that you want the Zonias after you jump in and ult because you need to wait for your cooldowns to come back up, and Zonia's is a great time to do it. And hey, your ult damage comes down while you're in Zonia's. This is great. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Cool. It, it's done. a good time. Yeah, so, like, the, it, you do take Zonia's on Diana, to be clear. Just not necessarily against Malphite. <laughs> a, lot, yeah. a lot of the against this champion parts of the recommender have been broken since well before 14-1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also true. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's always been the worst part of the recommender. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it always recommends on, like, anyone ap hey you should build zonia's against caitlin and it's like it's like no i get what you're going for if it's the armor mage item <laughs> against caitlin however if it's the caitlin, caitlin is good yeah <clears throat> yeah all right you get to come out on a trap do we have any other thoughts about recommended items before we move on to our other topic i want to make sure we have time for some listener questions after it no, if good. you're really struggling just ask a friend who's more experienced in the game I'll tell you. I do yeah. that. Still do that when I'm all furling. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Now for the topic where I'm going to talk a lot less. <laughs> Guys, the dragon's been out for a week. It's baby smolder top time. Because everyone loves this stupid baby dragon. He's a baby! He's a baby dragon. I, I baby! Do, I do need a team comp with, like, Shivana in the jungle, Smolder mid lane, and Tristana, the dragon trainer, Tristana. Yes! <laughs> and also dragon trainer Lulu, because why not? Tristana goes mid, you have the dragon trainer Lulu and the Smolder bot. Yeah. Uh, no, Tristana is no. a much better mid laner than Smolder. You send Smolder no, no, no. top, Tristana, on, no, 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 Lulu bot, Tristana and Aurelian soul mid. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going, essentially, but I put the Tristana top because that's a better, better top laner than Smolder. Yeah. All right. So let's actually, the, the part I will actually speak more to is let's talk about what Smolder actually does. Smolder's passive he stacks his passive every time he hits an enemy champion with an ability or whenever he last hits with Q. Uh, he does bonus damage based on his stacks with all of his abilities. All of his basic abilities. It's great. Mm -hmm. So, infinite scaling bonus damage, by the way. Yep. Cough, cough, Nasus and Vagar. And Senna. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, so... Senna's is um, just... AD. Well, and Vagar's is just AP, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, his Q is a skill shot with no, range it's targeted. that is... It's targeted? It's targeted. Oh, yeah, it's targeted. I did not know that it's until I played him. Okay. <laughs> it is a point and click with range equal to your auto attack range. That does damage. Scales somewhat with crit. Not the as well as an auto attack does, but it does scale with crit. It applies on hit and on attack effects at full strength. Lifesteal at half strength, and has different effects depending on how many passive stacks you have. Starting at 25 stacks, it explodes and deals AoE damage. Starting at 125 stacks, it shoots two additional arcs, uh, and then additional arcs beyond that based on stacks, uh, that explode at max range, doing a portion Somebody of the Somebody did the math. It's like 2,200 stacks till you get... An entire circle. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> um, and then at 225 stacks, his Q sets enemies on fire, causing them to take bonus true damage equal to a percent of their max health. And this executes if they drop below a threshold of max health that scales with stacks. Um, so basically, like all dragons, he has an execute. Shivana, I think, is literally the only one that doesn't, and she's only half, so it's fine. He basically gets all the dragon buff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is very funny because it does scale with stacks. You can... There is a theoretical point where you can stack it up so that it executes at 100% health. Yeah, it's about 4,000 stacks. Yeah, that level is ridiculous and will yeah. never be done in an actual game. For, uh... And just for, like, comparison's sake, my first game of Smolder was a 45-minute banger. Uh... I ended the game with about 450 stacks and I had like yeah. almost 400 CS. So like I was stacking pretty efficiently that game and I still only ended with like about a you tenth know. of that threshold. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wait, yeah, it executed it. I think my execute was at 12% max HP, which it was against two mega tanks. So it mattered, but 
Um, and that's really that's when pretty you damn good. That's when you feel the execute the most. I've felt is when you're actually playing against tanks, um, because yeah, against right. squishies, once you hit that point in the game, you're kind you're of them up regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you can like WQ auto kill like a lot of squishies. Um, he is pretty strong once you hit that point but i mean he's an 80 carry once you hit that late game point a lot of 80 carries are that strong but him in particular it's like burst mage like levels of strength and it is also harder to itemize against him because his obviously his autos and his q damage well no his autos and his q do physical damage but the bonus damage of his passive is magic damage so he is doing like pretty split damage it is still like it's like 60 to primarily 70% physical. physical. It's primarily physical, but the more of the stacks you have, so, it's like... So he's kind of like Yone in that he does mostly physical damage, but with a meaningful amount of magic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I think Yone is probably a good comparison point because Yone does somewhere between 20 to 30% of his total damage is magic damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like half of his autos, half of his ult, half of his W. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's keep going through his abilities. Uh, Smolder's W, Achoo. By the way, the names of his abilities range from... fucking gold. Range from silly, like his passive is dragon practice, to kind of boring, his Q is super scorcher breath, to his W is literally called Achoo, and they only get better from there. Uh, So Achoo, he sneezes a fiery glob that deals damage to enemies hit and slows them. It slows down after traveling uh, 80% of the total travel distance. And if it hits an enemy champion, it creates an explosion that does damage to nearby enemies. Subsequent explosions against the same target do less damage. Um, those who have played Smolder, does that mean that the projectile and the explosion both hit the same target? So if you hit a champion, you get both? Um, I... No. No, it's just you, one... You only get... It's just the one instance of damage. Yeah. Because you don't, okay. I think it, it has to hit a champion for the explosion to happen. So, like, the triggering champion doesn't take damage twice, but it's like, no. they get hit and then anyone next to them will get hit by the explosion. Yeah. Okay. The reason I ask is that the wiki lists out the glob damage and the explosion damage separately. Hmm. With it's probably closest to Delphi's everything. Q. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah, a good that's, one. That's yeah, because how it's coded. Yeah. Because if I W and hit like both enemy bot laners, I only get two stacks. That's how I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Not if three. Okay. the glob and the explosion would hit, I would get three. Okay. Um. So, other notes on this ability: it does bonus damage against minions and monsters. Um. And this ability kind of has a shit AD ratio, but it actually has a pretty bomb AP ratio, which when we finish talking about abilities, Free Shooter will discuss why that's important. Yep. Uh, Smolder's E is flap, flap, flap. <laughs> Smolder takes flight for one and a quarter seconds. He gets 100% bonus movement speed, unobstructed vision, which means you can see over walls but cannot see into brushes. Um... And he gets to ignore terrain collision. While in flight, he automatically shoots 
projectiles at the nearest and most wounded visible enemy dealing damage, and it prioritizes champions. So think uh, Ari Fox Fire. Yeah, that's the best comparison. Do not compare this to something else that's like an auto attack modifier, because these are not auto attacks coming out. Yes. And they don't do a ton of damage. No. Like, at max rank, you're looking at 35 plus 10% AD per shot. Yeah. This is his last max. Like, absolutely. Yeah. The the main power of this is 100% bonus movement speed and the ability to fly right over walls. Yep. Yeah. This is a reposition tool. Do not use it as a damage poke engage whatever just don't it's it's not that it is repositioning only and it kneecaps your damage while you are in it it also has a long cooldown at rank one it is 24 seconds yeah it's all right in lane it's good for like trades of like they've blown their like cc i'm just gonna do this to get an extra stack like yeah and then run back that's the other thing it only gives one stack yes that is true no matter how many bolts you hit, no matter how many enemy champions you hit, you get one. One stack. That is it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, it also has the worst stack ratio with his passive, by the by. So it's not even like it's going to start scaling to do good damage based on his passive later. No. It's a mobility Just... tool, not a damage tool. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Smolder's Ultimate, though, has the best name of any of his abilities. Yes. <laughs> Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Go ahead. Mom! Yep. Smolder's ultimate is called Mom! And uh, Smolder shouts for his Mom. mother to Mom. attack from Mommy. above, Mom. causing Mom. her to exhale Mom. a wave of fire from behind him and towards the target direction, granting sight of its surroundings as okay. it travels. It heals Smolder and deals physical damage to enemies hit, with those in the center taking increased damage and becoming slowed. All right. So this is the only one of his abilities I've actually used because I've stolen it as Silas. <laughs> That's a really good one to steal. Yeah. It is quite effective on Silas, who's diving in anyway. So I'm just like, cool, I get a heal and a shitload of damage. And the dude who I CC'd is now taking bonus damage and slowed because he couldn't get out of the middle. Smolder doesn't get to do any of that. He is a <laughs> You do get the heal, but you don't have a way to hold people in place. So it's not quite as ridiculous on Smolder as it is no. on Silas. But it's with some team Surprisingly support. wide, though. Like, yes. This is, this is your, I throw this to lay down some damage in a team fight ability. Yeah. yeah. You can also use it to snipe kills at the end of a fight because it's also long. It is very long range. Think like Pantheon ult range. Yep. Th- th- think Luxult. It's farther yeah. than Luxult. No, it's it? not. Forty-two fifty range. Doesn't Luxult go to like thirty-five hundred at max rank? That's still comparable. That's this is what it feels like. Like as far I, as I'm, abilities I'm compared looking to, now. it's Luxult. Luxult is thirty-four hundred, <laughs> so it is meaningfully longer than Luxult. Wow. But its use is similar. Yeah, mostly. It also is uh, like a traveling wave. And is blocked by Jesus. wind wall, etc. because of that. Yep. Every yes. ability that Smolder has <laughs> is blocked by wind wall effects. Yep. <laughs> Every single one. Um, I did want to say, this thing is big enough basically to cover the river. That's yes. why it's such an amazing yeah. just lay down damage in team fights. If there is any choke points involved at all and you're not literally just A-ramming in mid lane, the enemy can't get out of it, realistically. 
Jesus, I'm trying to find anything that has that long of a range because like that's long. That's almost twice as long as Urgot ult. It's really long range. Yeah, I've gotten kills that I like wasn't expecting because I just hit someone that was out of the fight in fog, but just happened to be on the same vector. All right. I checked. Yeah. It is actually shorter than Pantheon ult. All right. It's halfway in between Pantheon ult and Lux ult. What to say? <laughs> I, 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 I did find one that ha- that's a larger range. Xerath ult. Xerath ult is 5,000. Fair enough. That's still so, actually shorter than Pantheon ult. Holy shit, Pantheon ult is so much longer than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Pantheon is a semi-global. Pantheon ult is semi-global, yeah. Pantheon ult, uh, TF ult, and I think Nocturnal at max rank are all very large. Oh my this, god, this Nocturnal is max rank. Nocturnal rank. Yeah, Nocturnal is 4,000 at max rank. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this is farther than a level 16 <coughs> Nocturnal at level 6. Jesus. I didn't realize it's that far. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah. literally start walking towards mid lane and almost immediately be in range to just throw this at mid lane while they're fighting. That's which, I, by I, the way, is not a bad use of this ult. Yeah, I have seen uh, like so. If you've never played with Smolder, there's an icon on the mini map for this ult. Like, yes, yes, there is. Like yep. Ezreal ult yep. or Ash ult. Like <laughs> it's, uh, I've seen it. It's like, oh wow, okay, that's that's a large, okay, large spot. So that's that's what all of Smolder's abilities are. Uh, thoughts on how to play him, what to build. Okay. Uh, caster, you, you need a sheen item. Uh, you need Essence Reaver. Essence Reaver quick blades yeah. are basically required on I've him. seen Trinity Force builds. I don't think they're optimal, but that may change as Essence Reaver and Trinity Force get buffed and nerfed. Here's why I don't think it's viable. optimal in one of my small noises. His kit has a lot of innate scaling with crit. Like, yep. all of his damage is just increased by 30% of his crit chance. Yep. Um. So you want to be building crit on him. So I think Ideally, Essence yes. Reaver is just correct. Navori with Essence the Essence Reaver also beats out Trinity Force when you have bonus AD equal to, like, I think it's, like, 60% of your base AD, which is not very much. Yeah. Like, that's not a high threshold. No. At, also, at level 18, by the by, you have 98 base AD. So you only need about 60 bonus AD to beat out Trinity Force for the proc damage. Yeah. He also has mana problems. So having Essence Reaver helps mitigate those. Yes. But you don't yep. want to get a tier on him because it just slows him down way too much because his. I have been seeing a lot of tier builds. Yeah. Like, I think if you're going to get a tier, don't finish it. Like,. Just sit on it, sell it later, um, if you're really struggling that much with it. But I, I would recommend just not going for the tier. Instead, what you should do is start Doran's so, Ring on him. Let, let me give you a reason why you don't necessarily want to go tier on him. Uh, so his Q, does it apply spell effects or just on hit effects? I believe only on hit effects. I, would I need don't to think it applies check. like Luden's. So it says on hit and on attack. Doesn't the reason spell. I ask, Ezreal's Q applies spell effects as well. Manimune hits a lot harder for spell effects than it does for on hits. Like, literally double the proc damage. If Smolder's Q does not apply on hit effects, you're only getting an auto attack worth of Manimune on your Manimune procs instead uh... of a spell. That makes sense. 
That would be my theory as to why it has felt underwhelming when you've seen it. Yeah, That's fair. I also just feel like it delays his build too much because you still want, even after you get uh, would get mana mode, you still want quick blades. And by that point, you have basically no flexibility in your build. Um, yeah. And having no flexibility until item four sucks. <laughs> it does not feel great. Um, because, like, I feel like best third item is either Lord Dom's or Rapid Fire. Because Rapid Fire, your Q range is increased. Q range. Yes. The combo is Q auto when you have a Rapid Fire proc. So that was what I was going to ask is, does Rapid Fire get consumed by casting Q? And it sounds like the answer is yes, no. Yes, but it, it does, yes. but it's only after the projectile hits. Yes, yeah, so you can oh, Q you in can... auto in midair. So you can Q in auto. That way the Q doesn't consume it because the auto does. And then you still get the increased Q range. This, okay, that's actually nutty. This interaction is also why Smolder Milio is a surprisingly good lane. Because you get yes. the increased range for your Q. That makes sense. If I'm reading Mana Moon correctly, it will trigger on the Q. At the, the full spell strength? Yes, that ability because it triggers off of ability damage, which it is. All right. All right. That's if I'm reading it correctly, which riot. <laughs> yeah. Riot. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, like I was saying, uh, started Orange Ring on him. It is be it, the play is you start a Doran's Ring right. and you put three points into W. Not like before getting your other abilities, but like. You know, basically before level like six. Builds. Yeah. So it's like you go, you know, QWE or so, WQE, WW, ult, then max your Q. On, on the point of his achoo, by the way, the wiki does say that spell shield can block either the glob or the explosion, but not both. I think the target that triggers the explosion also takes the explosion damage. You just won't get an extra stack because it's still the same spell ability cast on the same target. What do they do then? That would explain some of the nutty bursts I've been getting on it. Um, because so with that... more like a Nivea Q oh, in terms yeah. of how it works then. Okay. It, it does say that subsequent uh, explosions against the same target deal 75% of the previous explosions damage. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, I think they take both hits. Which explains um, a lot of the burst damage that you're getting out of it. Yeah, but uh, he can poke you down pretty good in lane with that. And honestly, Doran's Ring is kind of enough to solve his early game mana problems. Um, yeah. And yeah, For context, that means yeah. if you hit a glob on someone, that is a 100% AP ratio for the yeah. first target. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That's really good. Yeah. It's the Doran's Ring. I get it. So yeah, start um, Doran's Ring. Yeah, start Doran's Ring and put a couple points into... Even one game, I only put, like, one extra point into W. Um, I think if you want, you could also... The, he would be going this build. It's a good tech for maybe taking the triple tonic. Uh, so that way, at level 9, you get the extra skill point to max your Q, like, still on pace. Ooh! I like that. That's, That's good some tech. tech. That's some I good like that. tech. I haven't tried that in-game, but I want to try it. Um... Yeah, I'll probably give it a go. But yeah, it, it makes his early lane feel a lot better because I've also played against a few Smolders. And um, when they, like, it is, a, I've played against, I think, two that haven't done this and two that have. It is a night and day difference. Like, when if Smolders don't do this, just 
jump on him and kill him. Like I just we just played Tristana Leona and murdered him on repeat. Um because he couldn't okay. do anything. Do anything. Uh, on yeah. that note, I want to share what I think is by far Smolder's best lane partner and get your thoughts on it. Go ahead. Okay. Braum. Yeah. Because Especially given that the Q the is a point tap. and click, yeah, he gets he to Lucian double tap people. Braum yep. is protective, so he helps cover Smolder's early game yeah. weakness with a defensive champion. And then also late game, Braum is able to be the wall that Smolder needs to keep the assassins and divers off of him so he can apply all of the DPS. And then you also yeah. get the wonderful combo of Braum ult into, into mom. To help hold them in place, yeah. So does that mean Braum is dad? <laughs> I mean, Braum is daddy to everyone, I think. True. Yeah. Fair. The no, other I, bear in the north. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good call. Um, I, I, he also... I have seen a Smolder Braum just absolutely tear the game apart. Yeah. I believe it. <clears throat> yeah, sounds, he does. He just kind like of works that. well with, like, a lot of different... Like, he's he doesn't, like, need an enchanter. He doesn't need hard no. engage like some AD carries do. He, like, can kind of function well with either. What he does need later in the game, though, is, like someone to sit on his face if people are going to be trying to dive him because I played against the Fed Talon and I was just like any other ADC where like I didn't I had a Morgana support who was like farther up in the line Talon shows up and when he goes invisible I can't blow him up before he blows me up so yep he needs a a peel protector yes yeah whether that peel protector is someone like John or Lulu or whether that peel protector is someone like Alistair or Braum either is fine and it is still comp dependent, um, obviously. Like the that forty five minute game where I was against two I think I was against a Malphite and a Ramus. Um once I got my Lord Doms, because that was actually a game where I tried Mana Moon, so I got Lord Doms super late that game. Uh once I got Lord Doms, it was a lot better of like, okay, I can't actually get them down to this execute threshold. But like do you notice that execute threshold on tanks like oh man there was like it was killing them basically a full it it shows on health bars the same way elder dragon does by the by yes all right do we have any other immediate thoughts on smolder i'm sure we'll more have more to say about him next week oh yeah probably shows up in the patch notes yeah I, i have there's some things i think need to be changed about him but we can wait until we see what they actually decide to change because I have opinions. Yeah, but. exactly. All right. Then let's get our trinket tip out of the way and get a few listener questions done. Crush, so, you want to take it away? Yeah, I have a trinket tip because someone pointed this out for me. I'm like, that's a clever use of this ability. Yep. Um, so they recently changed Lichbane. Uh, it still has the Spellbabe proc, but it gives you a bunch of attack speed for the Spellbabe proc. It's similar to Silas's passive, where he gets a bunch of attack speed for his passive procs because... They're, anyone who builds Lichbane and Silas are mages. They don't build attack speed. So this is just helping you actually get your Spellblade proc out. A consequence of this is that attacking wards does not consume your Spellblade proc. But you still get the attack speed. Ooh. So you can kill wards very quickly with a Lichbane. Okay. I love it. That, that's yeah. some nice tech. I, it, it, I, yeah. I, saw, I would be willing to bet this probably it? goes away pretty quick as soon as it starts getting more widespread. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's a niche enough item that it's not going to be that 
big of a deal. Like it doesn't it's not umbral and lets you see the wards, so um I saw a bard doing this, I was like, that's clever. <laughs> so yeah, if you have Lich Bane, you can clear wards faster. Good to know. Alright. Make yeah. sure to actually use a spell ability though, to trigger <laughs> yes. the spell blade. <clears throat> Alright. Let's uh let's answer a couple more of Halbarad's questions. So these come from Halbarad forty two. We're continuing off of last week. Question number three. Where can I look up quick laning guides for any matchup? I just want to know, like, the top three things for any lane I go into. For example, against a Jax, try to bait his E and know that he hits hard every third strike after six. For an Alawi, know that she has no hard CC and you just need to dodge her E and not fight in her ult. Just simple highlights. I don't have time to watch full videos while the game is loading. If it has basic tips like trade a lot pre-six and then play cautious, that would be helpful too. Bonus points if you can point me somewhere that has tips based on my champ and the enemy champ and the best ways to trade. Uh, I got nothing. You guys got any uh, yeah, suggestions? No. The only this thing is just that I game have, knowledge. <clears throat> the only thing that I have is that uh, Mobilytics, uh, their overlay has this, but it's specific to your enemy champion. So it'll give you the first half of stuff, but it won't give you the tips based on your champ or, or best ways to trade. Like That's one of the things that I better one of the, than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Um, like one of the things that I'm aware of is Darius players, like really high skilled Darius players, take different skills into the matchup based on based on the matchup. Mobilitics doesn't help you with that, but it'll tell you stuff like Alawi, the key ability is E, dodge the E, and and then engage on her hard while she, while it's on cooldown kind of thing. Okay. <clears throat> um, it'll give you like general ideas of how to play against the champ in lane. Uh, but nothing terribly specific because it doesn't take into account your own champion. Fair enough. That's better than I got. You got anything free? Yeah. No, but I'm looking at this and I was like, this would be a really good idea. Like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> some, New website some, design? Some developer. Get on it. Yeah. A yeah. lot of effort to upkeep, but yes. still, I think like this could be a good idea for helping, like, Reach out to people on the Summoner School subreddit. Maybe act like that actually might be. Maybe something yeah. like this does exist, and we just don't know because we don't use it. We don't use it. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> True. All right. I don't tend to be in need of laning tips with matchups that I've played a thousand times before in mid lane. I will say that if you're trying to main a champion, then you can probably go to the Reddit for that champion and that champion tell you. and find yeah. and get get the advice there. But that's not immediate to the game. No. All right. No. Question four. How can I tell how strong an ability's scaling is by looking at the percentages? Some abilities scale a crazy amount off of bonus AD or AP, and others not so much. What percent ranges tell you if it's a good scaling ability versus a poorly scaling one? I know there are lots of other factors to consider when evaluating abilities, but I'm particularly curious about this. Um, so, you do want to just look at the raw percentage. So, like, for example, we talked about Smolder earlier. A 100% AP ratio if you can land the Achu because it's 35% on the glob, and then 65% AP on the explosion. 100% is a pretty good AP ratio. But the other variable to consider is the cooldown. At max rank, that's still an 11-second cooldown. Yeah. And then other variables to consider are, is this champion a dump-all-of-my-spells-and-I'm-done champion? Like, for example, Vagar or Syndra. In which case, the cooldown barely even matters. You're just looking at single hit. If I unload all my spells, how much damage do I do? Or is this someone who is spamming abilities? Like, for example, Rise. 
doesn't have nearly as high of AP ratios as a lot of other champions, but he pumps out like seven spells in the span of two seconds. So the combined the combined AP ratio of those spells is a lot higher. Exactly. Um, so those are those are things to look for when you're trying to evaluate scaling. Generally, there are a couple exceptions, but generally for ultimates, you can literally just look at the percentage number and it's good enough because most ultimates are going to be a one to two minute cooldown. And that means it's once a fight, regardless of yep. what the actual Unless your name is Corky. Is. Corky and Cassidin are some of the exceptions that come to me off the top of my Cogma. head. Cogma. Cogma. I was playing with someone that, that was calling are Cassidin and Ari. Ari. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, there are a few like that, but generally you're just looking at what is the single ratio, because most ultimates are just a one and done for a fight. Yeah. Uh, one of the other less common ratios, uh, we were talking about it on Smolder as well, abilities that scale based on crit strike chance, 30% is actually like as good as it gets. <laughs> Usually, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like even even Tristana's uh, explosive charge, the her E, it's only thirty three percent of critical strike chance. A hundred percent crit chance gives you thirty three percent extra damage on the on the E. Like, and that's considered one of the best abilities off yep. of crit now crit damage. Crit important strike. distinction, and this is why this is this way. It is a different type of ratio. So, let's use Tristana as an example. Let's say it does a hundred damage. You have 100 AD, and let's pretend that the AD ratio is 100. So you're now doing 200 damage. If you also have 100% crit chance and are getting that 33% increase to damage from the crit, you're now doing 266 damage. Because that crit is a multiplier on the end result. Yep. That is why the crit ratios on abilities are low. There are a few other effects like this. Uh... Quick Blades comes to mind. Um, a couple of abilities have damage amplifiers built in, like Vladimir Ult is one that comes off the top of my head, um, that make everything else better. If you're if they're taking 10% more damage because you've put Hemoplague on them, that means that 60% AP ratio is now a 66% AP ratio during that duration. That's the way to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then also, then you just have ratios that are uh, a percentage of the enemy's stats, like Vein Silver Bolts doing a percentage of the enemy's max health. Yeah. Where for Vein, the only way to really scale that is attack speed. Attack speed. And, ra and Rage Blade. On hit amplifiers. Exactly. But it'll do more damage against a tank than it will a squishy. Yes. All right. Hal Brad, we're going to save the rest of your questions for next week, just like we did last week. You get a couple a week. <laughs> we take it, we take it. We're going to answer a couple questions from Groovy Finley to wrap up for today. So Groovy Finley writes, If you could each have the option to remove a summoner spell, what would it be? I would delete Flash. Does the game suffer from selfish gameplay me mechanics that promote selfish play? Oh, this is a different question. Okay, hang on. So Finley would delete Flash. What would you guys delete if you could remove a summoner spell from the game? All of them change the game so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard to say. Here's. I think I delete teleport. Yep, teleport would be my that answer my as thought. well. And my reason Flash for it. Flash was my first thought, but teleport. So my reason for it, Flash has a lot of ways to use it that are more interesting than just I go in or I run away. Um, so I like that Flash has a lot of like emergent gameplay uses, like, for example, repositioning the flag and drag on Jarvan to get knockups that are out of range otherwise. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, it changes any anyone you pick changes the game a significant yeah. amount. Charm Whereas Flash. Teleport the reason I would pick teleport is that all teleport really does is allow you to recover when you make a mistake in lane, allow you to punish enemy mistakes in lane much harder and get exaggerated leads that are hard to overcome without jungle assistance and enable split pushing and enable you to fuck bot lane after 10 minutes. Specifically fuck bot lane. <laughs> yeah. Like teleport is the least interesting to me in terms of what it brings to the table. And that's saying something since one of the abilities in the summoner spell list is literally you run faster. But is... movement speed on any champion is at least interesting and usable. Here's my quick answer. I'd remove barriers so my supports stop fucking picking barrier. <laughs> Why are supports picking barrier? I what? don't fucking know. <laughs> um, so the the real spiciest one to remove isn't flash; it's smite. <laughs> yeah, I I would be fine with that. I remember when jungling was not smite required, and you could just be a jungler. It would also change objective fights. Yes, it would. Yeah. It would also heavily value champions like Cho'Gath and Nunu, who have the ability yes. to burst down objectives. Yeah. And I mean, to be clear, the. Those champions, a lot of their power is in the fact that they take, they take smite and then have objective control in the jungle. Yes. Like Nunu, Nunu's objective control is unparalleled because of this, and it's part of his kit because of the existence of smite. But like taking smite away doesn't change that of his kit, but it changes it for everybody else's kit. Makes Kalista one hundred percent banned and pro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take a spite away also removes the jungle pet mechanic where you have to take a jungle item to start and actually even sort of survive in the jungle, which is would be a very interesting change because they've built a lot of systems around that mechanic now, like exp extra experience and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and like, if you're going to remove a summoner spell, I think you should go big and just remove smite. That's fair. All right. So let's get a couple of these quick ones out of the way. <laughs> uh, Finley writes. Does the game suffer from selfish gameplay mechanics that promote selfish play rather than team play in a team-based game? So I'm interpreting this to mean things like um, kill bounties, uh, items like hubris, that kind yes. of stuff. Um, I agree. Yes. Kill bounty um, should be shared by everyone who gets an assist. I Agreed. liked it when it works that way. Once upon a time, kill bounties were actually, it wasn't even shared with assists. It was just straight up global for your team. Mm -hmm. and the reason they reverted them was that they found that they were not impactful enough in allowing comebacks. Mm -hmm. I would like if they were just shared amongst assists as well with the same like yeah. two thirds, one third split that like kills share with assists. Cause like yeah. a kill is 300 gold assist is 150 that is then shared amongst everyone who assisted. 
I would do the same thing with the bounty. If it's a 600 gold bounty, I'd give 400 to the killer and 200 shared amongst the assists. Yeah, it feels so exactly. bad when you're down, like, really far in lane. You finally get that big gank to shut the guy down, and the supports ignite picks as your last ability. Oh, yeah, that, or, yeah, like, yep. that's the one that yep. feels bad. It's like, you, the support didn't misplay by igniting them, but yeah. my auto was yeah. in the air, and I and now don't get 600 gold because of it. Yep. Yeah. So, on that note, does League need more team play mechanics to promote a more work-together play style? I actually don't think so in this case. I think it just needs to remove some of the more degenerate stuff. Frankly, I would love it if the game just stopped tracking individual kill counts entirely. Like, um, didn't Heroes wasn't of the it Storm? Heroes of the Storm that did that? Yeah. Yeah. Heroes like, of the Storm, I think, was too far the other way, where, like, yes. you had a team yeah. level, which meant it was hard right. to carry the game, it, yeah. but it was really easy for one player to ruin the game by not being in yes. their lane getting experience. To, to be clear, I'm not saying that they should change how kills reward, other than I think the bounties should be split in the assist pool like that, like we discussed. I'm just saying I think the scoreline should be removed until post-game. Because people mm. are toxic as fuck over score lines. True. Just remove it. Don't let us fucking see it until the game's over. There is no tactical benefit to knowing that my teammate is 3-0 versus 0-3. I only I need to just, look at I only need to look tactical. at what are their items. Yeah. If I can yeah. see they have one item and their opponent has three items, I know they're behind. That's all okay, I need to know. But I'm gonna push back here. There's more than just items that go into a lead. Levels Levels. matter too. There's a lot of things you have to think about and kind of add up. Yeah, but I'm not saying they're high levels. But a quicker, easier way to get that information at a glance is, oh, the Zed's 3-0 and my Lux is 0-3. Then I would give a way to get that information at a glance that stops being (laughs) so toxic because people Uh, are really nasty about it. I would really like to know what the current reasoning is for not showing gold values. Yes, I actually agree with that. I think you should be able to see at least team gold difference. Yeah, just even just like let you see your teammates' gold. Not the kills, because, okay, most of the toxic people are fixating on kills. They're not looking at farm. True. Correct. So if they see see a gold number that's providing the same information that kills are providing, but if you're 0, 0, and 4 with the same gold as anyone else because you're farming much better than everyone else. They're not going to flame you because they're going to see the gold number and go, Oh, they're contributing. They have gold as opposed yeah. to right now where they're going to go, you have no kills. What are you doing? KDA player? You suck. Here's the other uh, issue. Uh, here's the other really good reason to do it this way is because that would, People are incentivized right now to get kills because that's what shows up on the scoreboard yes. and that's what kills feels, make number go up. Good. Right. But if you're if you could show your gold because a lot of the time I have the highest gold earned uh as the jungler, which is not how that's supposed to work. No. Um and That's also I, just kind of nocturne experience anywhere below like the diamond. I, I've done it as Diana too. Like it's not just She clears nocturne. fast too. She, she also clears, clears fast. She's fine, yeah. Um I, I've done it on every jungler that I've played, except for Zinzao, because I'm not good at Zinzao. But anyway, um 
Yeah, I think if you show the gold numbers of at least your team, I I really want to know why they don't show gold numbers. Um, just in general, it's it's weird because they show CS numbers, which gives you a kind of a vague idea when you take that with the KDA. But it's like, just show the gold numbers. Like, that's the imp- that's the important stat is how much gold you yeah. have. It doesn't matter if you somehow have the most gold on the team. Somehow, with zero CS, then that's what matters, is how much gold that you have. That is fucking impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if yeah, you have the most gold on the team point with zero kills, Twitch again. Twitch support BS. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, yeah. why I, that's why I would want to see it be gold instead, because there are multiple different avenues to get gold, and if it's just showing gold as the number that you want to go up, then it stops the degenerate kill-whoring gameplay that... Low elo is just a bloodbath because people are just trying to make their kill number go up. Yep. And I will say, and and like kind of another part of this question, like I actually think Riot has done a pretty good job besides this issue we're discussing, which, but they've added a lot of mechanics in the, over the last couple seasons that I think do promote more team play. Like objective bounties, as shitty as the system of when they turn on is, Promotes team play around those objectives. The like voting for dragon and baron, I think. I love the helps votes. With that. I love the voting and the like, um the new pings as well. Like, I don't use them as much because yeah. I'm so- a shitter. But <laughs> like, when someone pings to bait, I know what that means. <laughs> I had uh, a negative experience with the pings though because I was trying to ping someone to a warning go away and it kept giving push instead i'm like oh. no <laughs> i've, I've that had that happen I've too that. where it just feels like your mouse is just going sideways but only for the pings for some reason i don't <laughs> yeah. know what it's like, no not the push get out of there stop let's see here's the thing there's one <laughs> champion in the game that if you're playing him you only have push go forward on my way i'm going in pings and that's lucian top everybody true enough true enough there it is all right <laughs> This has been episode 419 of the Forwards Podcast. I've been Jack Soman for Crush You, for Slushy Otter, and for Free Shooter. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. Bye-bye! Tune in next week. It's a special one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be at Jax's house, and we're going to be high and drunk. Nope. (laughs) Nice. It's going to be a fun time, so tune in. Twitch.tv slash Jack Soman, Twitch.tv slash Crush You, and Twitch.tv slash Slushy Otter. Bye! Bye! Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Four Wards Podcast, part of the Trendy Force Network. If you'd like to leave questions or feedback for the crew, send us an email at fourwards at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at fourwardspodcast with the number four. Finally, you can also find us at fourawards.trinityforcepodcast.com. If you'd like to check out all the other great podcasts that are part of the network, head on over to trinityforcenetwork.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time with more ways to help you move forward in league.